founder of the Guardian Angels. A group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. That's right. In the rain, the drizzle, the miserable weather outside, the aftermath of uh, the terrible Hurricane Ian. We are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Day right here at WABC. Festivities all day long. So that's why I've chosen out of my vast eclectic musical collection, Bad Money from the Island of Puerto Rico. I do not believe he was there to receive uh, President uh, Joe Biden, uh, Papichulo Joe Biden, uh, as he arrived with his wife yesterday in Ponce. We'll get to that momentarily. But he is now the most significant artist. In the Hispanic language community in the world, not only does he pack in concerts like he did recently, Yankee Stadium, filled to the brim, but he also filled up the stadium outside of San Juan in the midst of COVID-19. It became a COVID-19 spreader, but he was exonerated, Louis. He has, like, uh, been beatified in Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny can do no wrong. He did this uh, rap video with Drake. He blew Drake out of the water. And now he's going to be a big movie star. Apparently his latest role might earn him an Academy Award-winning performance. So uh, we play Bad Bunny. Uh, and naturally, many of you are saying, hmm, ah, he is from Puerto Rico. And I must tell you, on Hispanic Heritage Day here at WABC, as I've said many, many times before, please... Separate the Puerto Ricans from all the other Latin-speaking peoples from around the world because, remember, they were birthed American citizens, whether here in the mainland or back in the Commonwealth, the island of Puerto Rico. Americans. I do know that uh, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, who went out there with FEMA checks yesterday, uh, probably did not stop by the military um, burial grounds in Puerto Rico, of all those who volunteered to fight in our wars, per capita, per person, one of the largest uh, unfortunate deaths of any group that fought as Americans in the many wars that we've had. World War One, World War Two, uh, Korean War, Vietnam War. We can just uh, go right through a litany of them. So... Let's get right down to it with Bad Bunny in the background. So who arrived in Puerto Rico yesterday uh, playing Papa Chulo with lots of money from FEMA that he was going to sprinkle on the island, but he decided to land on the south side of the island, Ponce, but never addressed the problem of the power plants, which are on the south side, and then feed the barely needed uh, badly needed electricity over power lines that go through the mountains to the north side where San Juan is. You know, the president was probably oblivious to that. So we're, we're probably going to make the same mistake again and again and again as the island, uh, which is part of the United States, should have a first world electrical grid. And it still does not. But listen, 
Listen to Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, who loves to whip up stories. I mean, we thought that Bill Clinton was bad. Nothing to compare to Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, who on almost every occasion when he ad-libs, because you know he's ad-libbing, they don't have this written in the teleprompter, always decides to make up a story about the people he's with. Whether getting arrested in South Africa while on a visit to Nelson Mandela, which never happened according to uh, <laughs> according to members of his entourage. We could go on and on, but here's the latest whopper delivered yesterday in Ponce, Puerto Rico by Papa Chulo Joe Biden. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time. Uh, both for business and pleasures. Now, <laughs> if you count, maybe on a good day, there are a few thousand Puerto Ricans uh, in uh, Wilmington. And by the way, they estimate that 50 years ago, when Papa Chulo Joe Biden was first U.S. Senator in Delaware, maybe a total of 2,000. So we know that's that's a lie. But let's get down to the nitty-gritty. He's going to do what President Donald Trump did in the aftermath of the hurricane that was far stronger, that wiped out more of the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, Hurricane Maria. I think that was 2017. Anyway, um, we gave a lot of money, even though with warnings by Puerto Ricans themselves, don't give it to the town mayors because the town mayors are only going to give it to their supporters and they're not going to give it to those who are opposed to them, which is what happened. Don't give it to the governor, because whether a governor there is Republican or Democrat, and they've had both, the corruption is so intense. And by the way, the police, many of them are corrupt themselves. When you look at the island of Puerto Rico, population of a little more than 3 million, per capita, per person, they have the most highest violent crime rate of any area in America, and that includes the new murder capital of the United States, New Orleans. Uh, late at night, you blow right through the red lights. You have permission to do that because of all the carjackings. But once again, money is going to be filtered, and so much of it is never going to get to the people in need. It's going to be grafted away by corrupt politicians, by corrupt officials, by corrupt bureaucrats, by the corrupt administration of the governor. And unfortunately, it's going to be a lot, a lot of money. I mean, you think of it from the days of Hurricane Maria. I, I have guardian angels in Puerto Rico. I know first, firsthand. They still have houses that don't have roofs. From back in 2017, they have the, the blue tarpaulin. And there's going to be more of that. And there's no accountability. Trust but verify, Ronald Reagan say. Okay, we trust you. But there's got to be transparency and verification and... Uncle Joe Biden wanted none of that. Meantime, uh, all the uh, Bitcoin bandits, the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, the blockchain ripoff artists have all moved to Puerto Rico because under the Commonwealth status, they've been given a super shelter from taxes and they can commit what are clearly criminal acts out of sight, out of mind. Look at the number a Bitcoin bandits, cryptocurrency, Ponzi schemers, and blockchain ripoff artists that have moved to Puerto Rico. And who got sanctioned yesterday and fined Lou for over a million dollars in penalties? Baby got back Kim Kardashian, who was not alone, because Kardashian 
was charged with that fine by the Securities and Exchange Commission because uh, she did an Instagram story that she posted that prompted the accused pump and dumpters in the crypto business to make more and more money because she's an influencer and she never disclosed that she was paid to do so. Now, do you know who some of the other people are? Uh, you know who some of the other people are, Lou? You think he needs the money? Larry David? Yeah, Larry David, the big liberal progressive from the Upper West Side, Seinfeld, you know, uh, HBO and House in Martha's Vineyard. Yep, yep, he's ripping them off. Matt Damon, do you need any more money ripping off people who invest in cryptocurrency? Mike Tyson, yeah, he'll take all the money he can rip off. And yes, say it ain't so, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, rip off on it. Hey, SEC, go after them. Seize their money. They're all pirates out there trying to rip off money from hardworking people. You're going to see soon Bitcoin bandits, cryptocurrency, Ponzi schemers, and blockchain ripoff artists are going to implode fiscally, and they're going to want a bailout from all of us. Hell no! Anyway, let's uh, switch to Florida. Governor DeSantis digging in, preparing for a visit by Papachula Joe Biden, who comes with many FEMA checks desperately needed by Floridians who... Uh, had their homes smashed to smithereens. And it's going to be a long, long period of recovery. Uh, I have guardian angels with boots on the ground who uh, they're in Fort Myers to begin with up in Tampa, St. Petersburg. I have a group coming over from Fort Pierce. Uh, we are assisting uh, the sheriff's department in Lee County and other law enforcement agencies because they have their hands full. But at least you got a governor who says, hey, if you loot, we shoot. The other thing that we're concerned about, particularly in those areas that were really hard hit, is, you know, we want to main, make sure we're maintaining law and order. Uh, don't even think about looting. Don't even think about taking advantage of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law enforcement is involved in, 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 in monitoring that. You know, I told Kevin if the state needs to help as well, uh, because you, know, you can have people, you know, bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you in the state of Florida, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state. Damn right. All the sheriffs have said exactly the same thing. You got guns, shoot them. I love this one uh, plywood uh, somebody had put up there. The guardian angel sent me the picture. If you come inside, Lou, we'll shoot you right between the eyes. And you'll be D-O-A. That is a great great message. Meantime, everyone is wondering what it's going to be like when Joe Biden, Papa Chulo, shows up with the FEMA checks and there's DeSantis who needs them desperately. This will happen tomorrow on the day of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. But will DeSantis make the same mistake that El made many, many years ago, Shamu, Chris Christie, uh, when uh, he embraced Barack Obama, 2012, in the aftermath of Superstorm Sandy. And that pretty much uh, did in his uh, presidential prospects until the day he dies. What will President Biden do? Will he try to embrace DeSantis? Will DeSantis try to repel him? 
Everyone's going to be looking at the body language. Everyone's going to be looking at, does he hold him? Does he shake his hand? Does he grab him around the shoulders? Does Joe Biden finally follow the teleprompter and said, I feel your pain. Come here, let me give you a hug. Don't, DeSantis, don't. That'll be the end of your political career as a Republican. But meantime, wow, Lou, there's something really strange going on. It's like out of the pages of, remember Barney Frank, who served, what was it, 32 years in the House, very powerful, first openly gay member of the House of Representatives. No problem with that. The problem was, remember when they find found out that he had this uh, affair with Steve Gobi, a male prostitute that he had living in his townhouse right there in the Beltway, and that he was running a house of prostitution for men right in the townhouse, and remember, Barney Frank said, I didn't know anything about it, nothing about it. The moment I found out about it, I kicked him out. Once I learned that he was an escort, and what he had been doing there? Lies, lies, more lies. Well, that may apply now to uh, two guys who have worked for Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney. That's right, up in the Mid-Hudson Valley. He's the big marker. Sean Maloney is the one who's been raising money to try to keep the Democrats in power across the nation, and Nancy Pelosi, God forbid, as the speaker. And he is uh, under fire. I suggest that everybody out there think twice because you got to vote. you got to vote for a change for Mike Lawler, the Republican candidate. I'm going to get deeper into this in the next few days. But apparently, Sean Patrick Maloney's husband, yes, uh, he has a he had a gay marriage. But his husband seems to be procuring trainers and drivers to help the congressman, Sean Patrick Maloney, under very, very weird circumstances. Almost Barney Frank, like there's Eric Ramos, who is the personal trainer and driver for Sean Patrick Maloney's husband, but is on loan to Sean Patrick himself for his use. And then there was this guy, Harold Leith who was Sean Patrick Maloney, the congressman's body man, who was brought up from Miami by Sean Patrick Maloney's husband to live in their basement. Oh, my God. Well, what a a hot mess. We're going to get into this in future shows. Sounds to me very Barney Frankish. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Into this house we're born. Into this world we're thrown. Oh, as we got hit with the aftermath of... Terrible Hurricane Ian. Lots of rain, lots of water as it is continued uh, and will continue probably until sometime tomorrow. But what's uh, so interesting, Lou, the pretentious, uh, omnipotent, obstinate Mayor Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, was so sure that when he decided to put that tent in Orchard Beach in the parking lot, that was scheduled to hold a thousand single able-bodied men from Venezuela with nowhere to go, nothing to do, with free access to come and go as they choose, causing people on City Island nearby and surrounding neighborhoods to figure like, oh my God, 
We have no extra police. What's going to happen? This is Michigash. This is crazy. And then the Parks Department itself, Lou, telling him there's no drainage in the parking lot. No drainage. When there's a little spritz, any of you who've ever been to Orchard Beaches, I've been many, many times, there's no drainage. It's a flood. But no, 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 Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, who uh, just has been a complete disaster, decides to uh, contract a company from Washington. They schlep all the materials up. They put up the tents. And then as a result of the rains yesterday, late at night, when many of you were asleep, Eric Adams from some uh, from some private club, I know which one, the Club Zero Bond, where he always goes, where uh, if you want to wine him, dine him, pocket line him, that's where you find Eric Adams. He issued uh, a memorandum from the city saying, forget the tent on Orchard Beach in the parking lot because of flooding issues. The very thing that... The Bronx GOP was saying yesterday morning, I salute all of them coming out there to protest the building of the tent and just pointing out again that structurally, in terms of engineering, in terms of drainage, it wouldn't work. So now, as you know, the mayor is famous for saying, well, I pivot and shift at taxpayers' expense, of course, all of you and me. And he is now moving the encampment of Tent City to Randall's Island, although half the number... From 1,000 single-wable body men from Venezuela to 500. And this is going to be more Michigash. Lou, uh, have you ever been to Randall's Island? Most people haven't. You know, it has Carl Icahn, the track stadium out there. It's got the fire department training center. It's got a rehab center. It's got homeless shelters. It's got the baseball fields that have been turned into soccer pitches, unfortunately. But it's got a huge homeless men's shelter. Now, when they put this tent up and the homeless men, the normal homeless men, see all the amenities that the illegals from Venezuela are getting, they're going to bum rush those tents, right? You think they're just going to sit there and say, I got a stale bologna sandwich and look at them. They're getting entrees and hors d'oeuvres. Another knuckleheaded move by Eric Adams, the swagger man with absolutely no plan. But, you know, uh, let's listen to Eric Adams, who uh, is blaming those on the right and on the left for his problems of not being able to figure out what to do. And when he makes a mistake, immediately he pivots and shifts. I don't know if you have really picked up what's happening. The far right is doing the wrong thing. The far left is doing nothing. I mean, the silence, I, I don't believe the silence that I'm hearing. These are people in need of services. And I am not hearing from the two ends of the spectrum. Far right is doing what's wrong. Far left is doing nothing at all. It is time for us to address this in a unified um, way. And that's what we're doing, this administration is doing, and we should not be doing it alone. Again, refusing to name and shame like he always does when it comes to crime. He won't put the blame where it is. He won't put the blame on Papa Chula Joe Biden and he giggles Vice President Harris. He refuses to do so. But, oh, Lou, I, I am so disappointed in Sid Rosenberg in the morning. He has sold me out earlier this morning. And notice... Uh, he gets to uh, not be here tomorrow because of Yom Kippur. And let me tell you, Sid, 
You better hope that Hashem is putting you, writing you into the book of life because of what you just did to me. You stuck the ship right in my back by siding with uh, Frank Morano, the Mama Luke, and Joe Borelli, the Eric Adams Republican who who want to bring in an ocean liner to house 5,000 illegal aliens on Homeport in the north shore of Staten Island. And listen, he added insult to injury this morning. Listen to this Judas. Did he get 30 pieces of silver from Eric Adams, Republican Joe Borelli, and Frank Morano, the Mameluke? I had Joe Borelli on the show yesterday, and Joe's got this brilliant idea, which I think is actually kind of smart. It's not his idea, but he's all for putting these illegal um, migrants on a Norwegian cruise line ship on Staten Island rather than have them staying in fancy hotels or roaming the parks by these uh, these people's homes. And I, um, I kind of agree with him. So does Frank Morano. Wow. I kind of agree with him. How many times, Lou, have I promoted uh, his book, Citizens United, right? How many times? And I told all of you, steal his book. And if you can't steal his book, just rip out page 27. You've read it, Lou. Full page. If not for Curtis Lewa, I would not be here at WABC today. He saved my radio career at WABC. What did Frank Morano do? Ugats, bupkis. What did the Eric Adams Republican do, Joe Borelli? Ugats, bupkis, right? And let me tell you something, Sid. I know you're listening now out there in Bell Harbor and the Rockaways. Since you're so uh, you're so interested in preventing uh, these illegal aliens from being housed in no-tell motels, holiday inns all over the uh, five boroughs of the city of New York, including in tents in the parks, Lou, would you join with your comrade in the broadcast, Sid Rosenberg, and invite the illegal aliens to Fort Tilden there between uh, Breezy Point and Rockaway Beach? Well, why not? Hey, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, folks out there in the Rockaways Broad Channel, Naponset, Bell Harbor, and Breezy Point, uh, Sid Rosenberg is welcoming an ocean liner from the Carnival Cruise Line to come right in and dock right there in the Rockaways. Hey, why not? Come on. My God, he wants to destroy Staten Island. What a double disgraziata. What a double shanda. Stabbed me right in the back. Anyway, had he been on Staten Island last night in the rain, packed house, Forest Avenue, uh, for the election of State Senator Joe Tarone, who I'm supporting lock, stock, and barrel, the Republican, because the Democrats out in Staten Island, they refuse to, to comment about the ocean line, and the one who's leading the charge... Nicole Maliotakis, the congresswoman, was saying no, 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 no ocean liner, no, no ocean liner, which has caused a chasm amongst Republicans. Uh, I guess uh, Sid Rosenberg, he's going to be hiding tomorrow, right? He's going to be saying, oh, all of a sudden he's a religious Jew, the guy who wanted to be an Italian, right? I'll get him. Hey, Lou, is he inviting me on Thursday morning? Or maybe he'll say, oh, because of Yom Kippur, you know, I, f- I couldn't do it. I was davening, you know. Uh, I was reading Talmud and Torah. I'm going to get you, Sid, if it's the last thing I do. Meantime, on the matter of illegal aliens coming in, ladies and gentlemen, think of it. They have resumed the flights out to Westchester County Airport and Stewart Air Force Base in uh, Newburgh, the airport there. 
And it's finally been reported by News 12 in Westchester. They never reported it before when the former Westchester County executive, uh, gubernatorial candidate at the time, Astorino, was reporting it. Fox News was reporting it. The New York Post was reporting it. But the station that reports on Mid-Hudson Valley News, especially Westchester County News, didn't. But now they finally stepped up and said, the flights have resumed. Anyway, uh, if we could uh, dump out of the music here, Lou, because, boy, this was solemn. And I hope uh, those of you who didn't have a chance to come out to Comac Abbey Funeral Home will do so today. Last day for the viewing of the body of the lieutenant FDNY paramedic that was savagely murdered, stabbed 20 times, 20 times viciously to her death. The the Comac Abbey Funeral Home, 2 to 4 today, and then uh, tonight, 7 to 9. I'll be there with the Guardian Angels tonight, 7 to 9. No matter what the weather is, you got to come out and show your respects. And then tomorrow will be the actual funeral and burial. And I just want to praise her parents. Now, you know, most parents expect that their children will bury them. In this case, her uh, two parents in their 80s a father in a wheelchair, were at the funeral parlor when Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, came in. And boy, her mother gave him hell. Her mother came right up to the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, and said, hey, what are you doing about crime in the city? You know what to do. Weren't you a police officer, she said, for 30 years? She didn't realize she was a house mouse. She never left the precinct, never busted his shoes, never made a collar. And then Eric Adams very sheepishly said yes. So the mother of the slain lieutenant at the wake said, you know what to do. Please give me back my city. Please give me back my city. And then, later that evening, the rock-ribbed old American conservative voice of reason from Franklin Square, Long Island, Sean Hannity. Great show on Fox News Channel, one of his best, because he had on the victim of the vicious, brutal, savage attack at the Howard Beach Station. Remember, she lives in Far Rockaway with her husband. They raised five children. She's a security officer at JFK. She takes the A-train from Far Rockaway to the Howard Beach Station to switch there for the buses that take you to the terminals at JFK. And once again, she made the appeal of what Eric Adams, swagger man who said he was a law and order candidate, has failed to do. Do you know how scared I am now? I was never a person to be scared. I can't see anything on my right side, honestly. And it just hurts. It's an incident in the subway. What happened to all these police officers? They said they will have there to protect us, to be there. There's like nobody to be found. I, I don't understand. Where are the police in the subways? Meantime, Eric Adams and his uh, lackeys in the police department continue to say this is just a perception of crime in the subways. We have a safe subway system. Transit police officers, they have done their job. 
What we must do is remove the perception of fear. Cases like this aggravates the perception of fear. Uh, when you see homeless individuals with mental health issues not being attended to and given the proper services that add to the perception of fear. And so what our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear. Perception of fear, Lou. Can you imagine that? Look at the uh, train victim's mom. Did you saw that bizarre situation of the Green Goblin gang? Those uh, women in those green outfits who were on an end train at Times Square beat the living daylights out of everyone in that car, dragged around one of the female by the hair, punched him, stomped him, tossed around the two 19-year-old women, and then robbed them of their cell phones and their handbags. And the mother was eclectic. She goes, please, don't, don't identify me. I fear retribution and retaliation because in this city... Everybody is unsafe. But she said, this was my daughter's birthday. How the hell could the mayor allow this to go on? Perception, huh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan? What about that maniac who shoved an innocent strap hanger into the uh, subway tracks there at 14th Street Union Square as he was waiting for a six train, huh? Huh? And by the way, I'm not just a complainer. As you know, I've been doing... uh, talk radio for 33 years i just uh, don't rip and read and report on the news i don't just give uh, commentary on the news i put boots on the ground myself and the guardian angels and today we will be the antidote to that city councilwoman tiffany caban who chastised the subway victim at the howard beach station he said oh it's a perception of crime look at the analytics and then when she told all the shopkeepers in astoria Never, never, never call the police. Never call 911. Call 311. Even if you have to wait a month of Sundays, never, never call the police. Well, today I'll be out there with the Guardian Angels. We have the antidote. We will be giving out flyers that say, always, always trust the police. What you got to do is call the police. When you have a circumstance outside your store, inside your store, call 911. I hope to see you all out in Astoria later on. We're going to be all up and down Steinway Street, and then we'll go to the location of the brutal, savage, stabbing attack. Pay tribute to her EMS co-workers who will be hard at work for all of us. Yeah, it's time. We got to fight back. We got to fight back. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Padre Filio Spiritus Sanctum. Could you believe this? This is St. Francis of Assisi Day, patron saint of animals. And you know what they're calling it in the United States today? Today is Kindness to Animals Day. Why not give tribute where tribute is due to St. Francis of Assisi? How did I learn about St. Francis of Assisi and his love of animals? He considered animals to be equal to humans, and they are. I know many of you disagree with that. But I remember it was 1962, I was in second grade at St. Matthew's Elementary School, Josephite nuns, the Irish nuns in charge. 
Eastland Parkway, Utica Avenue, and they gave us a assignment to go to our local theaters where they were playing the movie about St. Francis Assisi, and I went to uh, Canarsie's Movie Theater on Avenue L, and I watched the story of a man who was born into tremendous wealth, tremendous wealth. He was gallant, delighted in fine clothes, spending money lavishly of his uh, parents, and he was a party animal. And then suddenly he had an epiphany, and he said, wait, wait, I want to devote my entire life to the protection of God's brothers and sisters along with all human beings, the animals in the world. And it's interesting because he was walking along a path and the birds began to flock to him and his friend said, wow, why are all the birds coming to you? And what he did was he preached to what he said were my sisters and brothers, the birds. And the birds surrounded him, intrigued by the power of his voice. Not one of them flew away. That's why he's oftentimes portrayed with a bird. But this is the favorite story of my wife, Nancy. As you know, animal lover, animal rescuer. And her nickname, Lou, is Lone Wolf One. She loves wolves. And there's the story that a wolf was terrifying the men and women and children of an Italian village. They were, they were ferocious. They were devouring men as well as animals. And St. Francis of Assisi went up into the hills, and when he found the wolf, he made the sign of the cross and commanded the wolf to come to him and hurt no one. Then Francis led the wolf into the town, and he was surrounded by the startled citizens and he was the peacemaker. He made a pact between them and the wolf. Because the wolf had done evil out of hunger, he said to the townsfolk, you are to feed the wolf regularly, and in return the wolf will no longer prey upon them or their flocks. And it happened. So on this day where, unfortunately, in the United States, they don't call it the day that it was always designed to be St. Francis of Assisi Day. They call it today is Kindness to Animals Day. Well, let's, let's embellish that. Let's talk about how we can be kind to animals on a regular basis. Think of it, Hurricane Ian, before that, Hurricane Fiona, smashed through Puerto Rico, smashed through Florida. Not only were people's lives turned upside down, but dogs and cats and other animals. So whatever you can do to help rescue them and repair them, that would be in the uh, shadow of the work of St. Francis of Assisi, the patron saint of animals. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.